0: I want to set the stage for the words you'll hear today and the ongoing efforts we will engage in as a faith community under some of the faithful leadership of some of our church members. When it comes to voting rights, clearly things are not what they were 50 years ago. 50 years ago because of Jim Crow laws and literacy tests, intimidation and violence, African Americans were disenfranchised they did not have a voice in our political process. By 1965, in the wake of the murder of a number of voting rights activists and the murder of the Selma martyrs, as well as other acts of violence and terrorism, these issues cut through the noise and rose to national attention. As I look at our landscape today and read the papers today, there are eerie similarities in many ways from 50 years ago to this moment of reckoning we are in right now as the veil is once again lifted and we see America as America truly is, a country promising freedom for all, promising equality for all, yet still compromised by its story and ideas of white supremacy, by its history. Right now we are wrestling with the question, As we were 50 years ago. Will the America that is yet to be be born or will we return to the same old, same old, unable to address the systemic injustices that plague us? We know from history that in 1965 on March 7th the unprovoked attack by state troopers on peaceful marchers crossing the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. They were en route to the capital city of Montgomery. That act persuaded the President and Congress to overcome Southern legislators' resistance to voting rights legislation. President Johnson issued a call for such legislation and before long, the Voting Rights Act was passed. Now, 50 years later, our voting rights in many ways are in danger again. Two years ago, the United States Supreme Court ruled that some sections of the Voting Rights Act were outdated and unconstitutional and that those statutes punished states for their past. Since this ruling, 15 states have passed legislation that restricts voting rights for students, immigrants, the working poor, people of color, and the formerly incarcerated. As numerous authors and studies have shown and argued, while literacy tests are a thing of the past, voting rights advocates say that these new statutes that limit early voting, that require photo identification, uh, the purging of voter rolls, those things still disproportionately affect poor and minority voters. So this year, This year, our own Association of Universalist Women, in partnership with the Minnesota Unitarian Universalist Social Justice Alliance, led by church members uh, Jenny Thomas, who's here in the pew wearing yellow standing on the side of Love shirt, and Kathy Pernue, I saw you, where are you? Kathy's back there. There are many others, but these two uh, fierce advocates of democracy and voting rights are working with the Secretary of State and many others to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act and to call us to action. Jenny and Kathy have a table set up downstairs where you can learn more, but let me just say they are working, as part of this 50th commemoration, they are working to activate the youth vote. They are working in partnerships, in deep relationships with others to build motivation and turnout voters in historically low turnout precincts. They are working with the Voting Rights Coalition and will continue to work on restoring the vote. Stop by their table after the service to learn how you can be involved in those efforts. So as you hear the experiences of these Selma pilgrims this morning and reflect on the message today, know that this is not an issue from 50 years ago. Selma is now. The struggle for voting rights is now. The work of justice is now.